Hello and welcome back to another movie chat episode of the Author Archives podcast. I'm Jack and the topic for discussion today is how the landscape of home viewing has changed so much over the last decade or so. Going way back to the days of renting VHS from your local video shop, using the radio times to see what movies were on that week, the introduction of DVD and Blu-ray and the birth of streaming services which now dominate the market. Joined by regular guest Max Todd, we share stories of nostalgia and speculate what home viewing may look like in the future. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hi Max, how are we doing mate? I'm very well, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so today we are going to talk on uh, the fall of Blockbuster and the rise of streaming. So when we're talking about the kind of the, the progression of movies in the last sort of, I'd say decade or so, we've gone from sort of home viewing and more leaning into more and more streaming services. So stuff like Disney Plus this year, just more and more other services that providing sort of sectioned off uh, works of film. So Disney just you know taking a big chunk of stuff away from other platforms like Star Wars and Disney in general. So just have a quick discussion on on that topic really. But before before what we year, do that, what a year for us to have all these streaming services available to yeah, us. Exactly, <laughs> and how we should chip. <laughs> accumulate and watch and digest absolutely. all of it while we can absolutely um so before we do that as normal just gonna quickly touch on if what you've been watching tv and movie wise recently anything interesting uh so just kind of following on from what i said in my last episode i've just been uh making uh, like re-watching the uh the marvel cinematic universe in chronological order i thought I'd do it a bit different oh, nice. um, which has been nice and it's it's nice to watch things, re, you know, rewatching things. And, you know, there's a couple of things that I kind of missed. Uh, you know, I love a film where you rewatch it and there's something you might have missed the first time and that, or you don't, or, you know, you reappreciate it more and stuff. And there's been a couple of bits on that. And there's been definitely, definitely a re-ranking in my mind of what my favourites are or what I enjoyed and stuff. So, um, oh, okay. good. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not, watched a lot to be fair the last the last week or so but the um i did watch today <laughs> i watched it twice in fact the new wow. the new <laughs> the season two opening episode of the mandalorian oh no, i still need to watch that yeah it came out today and i just absolutely loved it i i, I watched it like this um, this morning and i watched it again this evening because i was just like i just have to watch that again it was it was uh, the, the first season was very good because it was, you know, the first ever live action Star Wars TV series, something that has been talked about for, you know, well over a decade. And, you know, it, it was it was you know, now more than ever an excuse to do it now that for Disney Plus and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the first season's great. You know, it's that expanded universe stuff. It's the it's the outside of what they call the Skywalker saga, you know, the rest of the Star Wars universe and stuff. And it was nice to have, um, you know, that out, that outside world to explore and stuff they, they still you know 
it's there's so much fan service in it and stuff like that. And little uh, Easter eggs that I absolutely adore. You know, I, I love something new, but at the same time, I like the old stuff as well. And I like little yeah. little throwbacks and that. But this first episode, this this is um, this first episode of season two, the opening the opening like bit before the uh, the opening credits and that like the um, like the cold open such a cool little scene just that I, I i won't spoil it for you or anybody else but just mm. just a cool little setup of you know just a reminder how cool this character is just like a um, setup where it's like right we're back we're back yeah again. it this was and it was it was such a cool little you know you forget sometimes it's, it's a star wars thing because it was such a it, it could be in any you know, it could be worthy of like Breaking Bad or Ozark or something like that. It's mm. such a cool, such a cool little thing of you know somebody getting one-upmanship on somebody else, just the kind of you know he's back kind of thing. But the um, it was one of those things where there was something very cool in the episode, which was actually it was an Easter egg, and it was like, oh okay, okay, that's cool. that's cool that they did that. That's fine. You know, it's not it's nothing massive. And then later on in the episode, something else happens, and like you're like, oh my god! Like I can't mm. wait to see the rest of this season. It's just so. It's, quick yeah. question then. Bearing in mind, I haven't seen, so I haven't seen the first season. Do I need to go into this knowing certain things? I mean, I have seen every Star Wars film. I won't say I can't. I can't say I'm a, as big a fan of the franchise as perhaps yourself. But do I need to go in knowing certain things to appreciate it more? Or can I still enjoy it on a I, I, I think level? Absolutely, absolutely not. If you're someone who knows the Star Wars lore inside and out, you'll absolutely love it. If, you, if you're if you someone who is a casual fan, you'll enjoy it as well. Because there are bits in it that even I had to research. And there was because it was a case that it might have been something that actually you are aware of but they've done it in a different direction or they've um, done their own interpretation of it, for example. So there was, okay. there was a couple of things there that was like, oh, it is that, or, you know, what it might be. But, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's you forget sometimes it's a Star Wars thing because it's, it's done in such a cool or, you know, just a nice TV series way in the sense of, you know, it's just a, it's a nice adventure, nice journey and stuff like that. But, um, but no, I, I would absolutely not say you need to, you know, to, to be a big Star Wars fan to enjoy it because it's just a cool thing with uh, you know action, bit of suspense, a bit of bit of mystery kind. You know, mm. it's um, yeah. I, I would I would thoroughly recommend it to anybody who is either already a Star Wars fan or you know early stages Star Wars fan and just interested in a good a good a good TV show. Cool. I might I might take off on that because I might I did have I used my Disney Plus free trial. And what I only used it for was to watch every single Pixar short film. That's not and bad. There's, yeah. there's like 30 odd because there's like cars. They did about like tw nearly 20 odd stupid, silly short films. And they're only like some are like seven minutes and some are like two minutes. But some of the stuff on there, they're so good. Um, you know the but ones yeah. that no doubt you've gone to the cinema and seen a big Pixar film and they have to. Oh yeah, they've got the little before. thing Yeah, and there's some that I've not seen it at cinema so I wouldn't have picked that up but some of them in I always admire the fact you can tell a short a, tell a story in such a short amount of time and it still be amazing I think that's so difficult for you to the care film. about well it's difficult, difficult for you to care about characters when you've been with them for like two or three minutes but somehow yeah. it manages to work but yeah I, I might have to revisit Disney plus and get a get a account 
I always love the um, the Woodbeam review actually. The one before Inside Out, the uh, lava yes. about the vol- about the volcano wants to fall in love. Yeah. And you know, for thousands of years, he's eroding and stuff like that, and he finally finds his love, and then she disappears, and then it's just. It, I remember watching it being like, "Jesus, this is a bit much." Like, as in, like, yeah. this is this is really deep, and we haven't even watched Inside Out yet. Like, exactly right. I, this such... is this is all I can handle is the four yeah. minute intro video. But it, but it was just a nice little story. Great, you know, great. So I've, I've, I've downloaded the song to it. To be fair, like, after mate, it's a so. banger. Yeah. I had a dream. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Great one. It's just yeah. It's just so good. it's it's amazing how like like you said in you know in four or five minutes they can get you hooked on a on a characters and stuff like that and it just um yeah it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an just, art form I think just just gets you in the mood for the film definitely right okay so bearing in mind we've just talked about streaming services anyway it feeds in quite well uh, with what we're talking about today so. I kind of want to just go for a basically like a whistle stop tour of how um, kind of home viewing of movies has changed over the last, I'd say, decade or so. Um, so I'm kind of talking briefly about how sort of our generation as kids and what we would have watched and stuff. So starting like way back, way before streaming, uh, obviously home viewing was VHS for us, um, getting out. Uh, videos or for me we used to have a um when i lived at home in luton there down the road there was a shop called videodrome and it would be it was just old vhs it was just a kind of a blockbuster but a small sort of local one and we we would um get videos out and they also did which i absolutely love still you could rent sega games for your um sega genesis uh, not genesis um I thought you said genocide. Mega Drive. Like... Mega... <laughs> genocide. You genocide. Could all... you could... <laughs> the unreleased dark <laughs> version. Um... <laughs> um, no, for the Mega Drive. And uh, you... so I'd always remember we'd, we'd rent a film and then we'd also rent like a Sega game as well. Um, and I always, I, I don't remember so much of the films I read, I always remember the games I rented from there. But just for having the idea of going to a place that basically had um all they had was the you know you could walk around i just remember like my dad would go and pick some and i'd always go into the horror section and look at the covers and be like yeah oh my god what the, what the hell is this film yeah. about and i always remember as a kid like the front cover of it like the original it yeah just well, being terrified of him as the clown and the sharp teeth and just like you know you would literally spend however long just looking at the covers and be like what is what is going on as a kid it was just like it was kind of for me it's like a a kid in a candy store um but in a movie store um just looking around and seeing what all these films are what they're about and you know things especially like the um the, the films you shouldn't be watching like the horror films and stuff like that it's like oh my god what is all this all this stuff so is that a similar experience for you like obviously like blockbuster is the big company at the time that would have been doing this sort of thing do you remember sort of doing that as a kid as well yeah so we i had two two outlets for like rental of movies so one was uh so where i lived a place called um just just down from where i live a place called stony stratford little little town uh little town village they had a library um and and they it's quite a big library and to be fair they were pretty up to date with films and stuff and you could go and um get a film from there for a week sorry to get either films from there or we had a 
video store called Choices, which I think was it, that was also a chain Choices, but I don't think it was as popular as Blockbuster. But yeah, but we but we had a Choices video, and that was like the video store where you got like the latest releases, and you could also rent all the latest video games as well. Um, and it was funny because it was it was you know it's a you you've been to my my mum and dad's house and that mm. it was like a five minute walk down to Stony. Yeah. So if I, so, uh, you know, if I knew a game or a film was coming out, I knew the staff there. So I'd, I'd be like, can I, can I get first dibs on such and such? And if it was such mm. a, it was such a tight knit thing that if, if you knew that a game was coming out and one of your friends knew a game was coming out, if you went and it wasn't there, you knew that there was, a, there was one, <laughs> you knew who had that <laughs> game basically. Like I remember, um, what was it? Uh, Pokemon Snap coming out. And uh, going down and they not having it anymore, and like coming back on the weekend, it turned, my mate had literally got it. It was it was it was that close knit of you know that everybody went there to go and get their films and stuff. But um, it's interesting you say about the covers of films and stuff. I think you know now we are so spoiled for choice, and obviously we'll get onto yeah. it in more detail when we talk about streaming. Yeah. But when you used to go to like the video store, the library and stuff, you literally had to kind of take your time and pick what you're going to get because you're going to rent something for, you know, I don't know if it was the same at your place, but like new releases, it was like a fiver for like two nights. Yeah. That, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. And as, as the film got older, it would be like, you know, three quid for seven nights or whatever, but like the new releases, they were a bit more expensive and stuff. So you had to really think about your choice and what you were, you were going to watch. And I think, you know, for me, I was in the kind of same boat. I was very intrigued at the covers of stuff and like picking up the cassette tapes and like reading the blurbs and stuff like that and kind of, you know, picking what you're going to watch because you've got that for a week now and stuff like that. And I yeah. think now is we are so, so spoiled and easy to dispose films in a sense of like, you'll start watching something like that. So that I don't, I don't fancy this. What's, what's next kind of thing. There's no, yeah. um, there's no like kind of, not, it's not a joyless thing. That's, that's stupid me to say, but it's just, it's it's such a transactional thing now rather than an experience almost because it's just like right finish that one next like finish that one next cool what's the it's yeah yeah but it's not, um, we don't i i think you you you're right we don't spend as much time and like focusing on stuff so it's uh, slightly different for me because when i'm i'm obviously a massive film fan so i i kind of know what i'm kind of looking for as i'm going in but i think the general populace now that i've are using streaming rather than um because and we'll get on to why it's become so successful as a, as a thing but because i i do miss of i'm going into this shop and i will come out with one film and i've spent that you know half an hour hour looking around like what draws my attention reading the you know holding it in your hand physically reading the the blurb and everything else like looking at the cover and the cover being the thing that makes you buy it rather than on streaming services now where it's just like a, a quick blurb and it's usually like a screenshot of the yeah. um, of the or film, film or like a or short trailer it was like all you had to go on sometimes was just the cover and, yeah. and a quick summary of what the film was or maybe who was in it um, and that was kind of the um, mystery of it slightly it was like you don't necessarily go obviously that backfires sometimes and you come out with an absolute dud of a film but then sometimes when it when it is a surprising film that's that's the the better moments where you've gone in completely blind found a film that you or other people haven't heard of and just been like oh you've got to watch this film that's what i kind of used to did love you, 
Did your video place fine you if you didn't rewind the tape? <laughs> no. I didn't even know that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't uh, remember that. Yeah, uh, like, uh, whenever we used to what take our video... Asshole? We used to take our videos back, they'd be like, make sure you rewind them beforehand and that, like... Because, uh, I don't know if so you, have you... Have you heard of the phrase, be kind, rewind? Yeah, yeah, and the film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that as well. Were you in it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs> But no, but that's 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 what our that's what our video uh, store um, like policy was that you, you had to rewind it before you returned it. I guess I guess it was one of those things where like you know they didn't want to rent out films to people that were <laughs> you. Could, I'd be, I'd be looking back. I'd probably if, if I knew that was the case, I'd be a dick and like fast forward like the sixth sense right before the twist and then put it back into the case. <laughs> so the next the next person who got it was like, oh let's play. What's going? On? It's like. I'm a ghost, like, oh, like but yeah. maybe, I guess maybe that was the reason for it, so they want people to, like, watch a film halfway through, whatever it might be, but that was our our little thing, but, like, is there any, is there any, like, fond memories you have of a film you rented, or, like, any particular memories of films you rented? Um, or, so, or, a, so, or a film you rented a lot? So there's a few that stood out. I was trying to rack my brain, especially when it comes to VHS stuff. Um, I think dvds like renting of dvds just sort of late as those came in was more i did more of okay. but the vhs memories i have of going to this place called videodrome in, in luton it was firstly walked in and it was everything was black and it had like the logo was yellow everything it had there were these chairs and there were like these like square leather chairs is what i remember anyway and that's where you would sit and like look at the films and stuff i don't know why you've got like a sitting booth like a like a shoe shop but um a measuring thing for yeah but that's <laughs> but that's what i remembered it um and i, I didn't realize until i was older that video drone is just the name from another a, a famous film uh a david cronenberg film, film isn't it yeah sort of yeah. and it deals with uh yeah yeah basically i and then it was took me a while to even watch that film that that got the name from but anyway the films i remember um it, was, it would have been mainly kids films or disney films that we rented yeah. when i was a kid but the one i remember um i don't know if you've seen this film it's called we're back a dinosaur story <laughs> yes <laughs> have you seen it yeah <laughs> i rented that so much because as a kid i absolutely loved dinosaurs and i i think it came out i love the I love dinosaurs. Do you watch Jurassic Park? Nah, mate. Have you seen We're Back? <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park, what's that? <laughs> yeah. I think it came out around the same time as Jurassic Park. So dinosaurs as a thing with kids in general which was just massive. And um, I still hold it, I think for this reason, one of my favourite childhood films. And again, it's because it was one of those ones like, oh, that's got dinosaurs. It's cartoon. Yeah, get that. That looks good. And then coming home, watching it, be like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still, in fact, I've even bought that on DVD. I've got it downstairs. It's such a good film. Um, it's John Goodman's in it. it plays the T-Rex. And basically these T-Rexes, see these T-Rexes, these dinosaurs get taken from the past, brought into the future, and then basically become more cuddly. And like this young boy who's like this, uh, renegade guys his parents have kind of left him on his own he befriends all these dinosaurs that can now talk and and see this, things was, like classic comedy your, child was your, thing 
Was this your childhood envy? Like, this is this is what you wanted to yeah. be? Yeah, I was like, that's me. <laughs> and I always remember the girl in it, um, the voice is the same person who did the voice of Lisa Simpson. So I was like, uh, okay. what the hell? As the first time I was like, hold on. To, <laughs> this person could do more than different characters. Like, this is wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the film that I remember avidly watching over and over and over again. The only other one I remember, and I don't know if I had this was on DVD. I mean, when did DVDs come in? Sort of uh, I early would have, 2000s? So, yeah, so I think, so I remember we, um, we didn't we didn't get a DVD player until 2002, but our PC could play DVDs. Right. And we got that we got that in like 2000. So DVDs, I think, were like early 99, mid 99. Yeah. So I think so. How I remember it, the threshold I remember is the Lord of the Rings films. So uh, I yes. had. So yeah, I think it was around that time, the borderline, it where it was people were slowly stopping buying VHS and then fully embracing dvd so i remember i'm pretty sure i had the fellowship of the ring on vhs and then the next one the two towers i'd gone deep well actually no so that's the story and the next one i'd rented uh two towers and i'm guessing yeah it would have been on dvd right so at the time i had or my dad had a vhs player and dvd player at, in the okay. same device yes and then we had we, that we so had what, that, we, yeah. what we used to do is you'd rent the DVD and then put in a, a VHS tape and record the, D, the oh, film onto the tape clever. and then take the DVD back. So you could somehow record what was that's being genius. shown on the screen and then you would just have the film. You'd own it. That's genius. We used to do that quite a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, the, but, yeah. That's funny. I never, I never knew you could do that. That's brilliant. <laughs> I well we we bought so my dad bought the DVD player because of Lord of the Rings, um, because we it was when yeah Fellowship of the Ring had come out, and um, my dad loved that film you know so we ended up buying a DVD player just for that and that was when so yeah that was like two thousand two so like DVDs must have been like late nineties early thousands yeah but the like the film that I remember like renting a lot as a kid there was so uh have you ever seen the film Little Rascals no I haven't actually oh mate you talk about oh honestly at, when I when when it used to come it used to come on at Christmas sometimes as well you know when like BBC and ITV and stuff like that and Channel 4 like they when they knew that kids were on like half term and like Christmas holidays they play movies during yeah. the day and stuff like that Mate, when that used yeah. to come on, it was like, right, the world is dead to me now. I need to focus <laughs> on this film because I don't want to see it again. I absolutely loved that as a kid. And I've got, I've, you said about having that on DVD. I've got it on DVD as well. And it's just, it's, uh, it's just a funny film. It's got, I watched it again earlier this year, and I forgot just how many like celebrity cameos are in it because, uh, little, because right. I don't know if you know about the Little Rascals. Like, it's quite a, um, I think it's like a nineteen. 30s or 40s it originated from so it's quite like a like an american institution thing kind of thing oh, so okay. like, so it's like a long-running story that's yeah but this was like decades but this was like a a, a, a remake like a modern day remake right. it was like mid 90s but there's tons and tons of cameos in it and it is it's just a really fun brilliant film and that's that's one that i used to rent like a dozen you know a dozen times a year to to watch and i love that as a kid 
Um, but the the other one, which was a bit later on, um, when South Park the movie came out, <laughs> I remember uh, I remember like watching the odd episode around my cousins and stuff and liking it. And uh, my mum and dad were decorating the house at the time and stuff, and they were they were something they were like. Um, what, like, why don't we rent you a film and stuff like that and you can watch it upstairs while we're decorating. So I was like, okay, fair enough. And uh, I remember going to like Choices in Stony and picking South Park, the movie. Yeah. And this is, it, it just came out on video. And the clerk was like, uh, do you, you know, you, you understand this is an 18 film to my dad? <laughs> and that. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't think my dad cared or anything. Got it home. And like, obviously I've t- seen the TV series and, you know, yeah. that was, that, that was, you know, quite obscene. But this... I remember, like, uh, I was watching in my mum and dad's room because they were like doing, like, redoing the living room and stuff. And like, when Uncle Fucker comes on, <laughs> being, I'm being just like, oh my god, like, I have to make sure mum and dad don't see this, like that, like, <laughs> yeah. or hear this. And like, like, uh, you know, I absolutely just fell in love with it. And then like, I remember going to school the following week, and it turned out that pretty much everybody else had done the same. Like, got their mum and dad to the rent it and stuff. So it was like how every fun, funny that you every, say that. I had the exact same. Yeah, thing. Every, everyone in school had seen this, you know, or, or their brother, or you know, older brother had owned it or whatever. So everybody had seen this film pretty much exactly the same time as me because it had just come out. But literally after that, it was like. I think I, think I got my dad to rent it me like another two or three times, like after that, because it was just like this film is so funny and so brilliant and they had no clue. And then, uh, I think like a few, a few years ago, it was on TV and I was watching it. Like, oh, what are you watching? It's like South Park, the movie. And my, I think my dad said, is this the one we used to rent you? It's like, yeah, it's like, really? I was like, yeah, this is what you used to rent me in that. But like, I have failed as a parent. <laughs> so I, yeah. It's like, oh, so that's where you get it from. But like, but yeah, I just remember just being like, you know, being able to just, and again, even that must be so much easier these days for kids to just be like, cool, there's no one at the counter telling my mum and dad that this film is obscene. I can just yeah, click, yeah. log in, done, watch whatever the hell I want kind of thing. But it was just, it was, it was just, it, you know, it's that kind of rebellious little kid thing of like, yeah, yeah I've seen, I've seen South Park, the movie, like, you know. But, See, uh, I've kind of got a bit of a wimpy version of that story, though. So I remember me and my mate, um, I was spending the night around my mate's house. And I went with his mum and we went to rent a film. And um, my mate was like, oh, let's get a horror film. Let's get like Scream <laughs> 2 or like one of the Scream films or Hellraiser. And at the time I was like, no, I won't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> so I was like, let's get let's get a cartoon. What about this? And it was South Park. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then his mum just been like, yeah, just get that then. And then watching that instead. Um, but yeah, I, the other funny story I've got around VHS was, don't know how I came into this, but I had a, co- a VHS coffee, a copy of Kevin and Perry Go Large. Yeah. And um, that was the, you know, that was the, so that came out in like 2000, so VHS would have been 2001, 2002, so we would have been in like year eight or nine of school. And I remember saying, oh, I've watched this film and I'm like, there's some naughty scenes in it. And then it'll be like, <laughs> then it'll be like, oh, let's watch it. So I remember bringing that in to school and let all people borrow it. 
and then it would be like it would be like weeks and weeks where I wouldn't actually take it home because someone else would take That's it off brilliant. me and watch it. And it was like the CD film to watch at school was Kevin and Perry going. Live. That's brilliant. And looking now, it's just like I don't know if you've ever seen it back on telly. It's just been like Jesus Christ, what was the big deal? But at the time, it was like basically like this is the porn video <laughs> to, oh, mate. To, to share with your friends. South Park the movie by this by today's standards pretty you know pretty lame not oh, sorry not lame but like pretty easy going compared to most things these days but it's just it's just yeah. what it was at the time and all but but yeah I, 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 I even that like saying about school I remember like summer holidays and stuff like that they'd be like the day before teachers were like um, we're gonna have a movie day on Friday if anyone wants to bring in a film and we'll vote on the day like what do you want to watch it's like cool <laughs> like like and it's yeah. great you know the wheel out that big tv with like the video player or the dvd yeah. player and stuff like that you watch a film but yeah simpler times the, than that, the one i remember it was it was the it would have been the last it was either the last day of the year or the day before half term and um uh it was like right let's watch a film and the teacher would bring out like you said the big telly with the big vhs player and we were like oh what film have you got miss and she goes oh i've got nightmare on elm street three um, yes. So, uh, yes. We, we proceeded to watch Nightmare on Elm Street three at the age of like fourteen, That's and just being—that uh, still scarred me. Uh, I, I think we've spoken before. There's there's a scene in it where one of the kids is sleeping, and bear in mind they are—they're not kids in the film, but they're like you know teens. Yeah, so it's kind of like yeah, about your age kind of thing. Yeah, so about your age, it's like Jesus. And there's a scene where he basically gets the veins of one of the kids and yeah. treats him like a puppeteer by his veins and then makes him jump off a building and I was just like that still haunts me to this day like why are you showing this film um, on a year nine leaving day <laughs> I remember but, um, I remember summer ho- one year summer holidays uh, like, as in, like last day um, one girl brought in Romeo and Juliet yeah. the DiCaprio version and that and yeah you know it's a good fit it's a good film but when you're like you know nine or ten years old you don't really want to watch like pissing Romeo and Juliet <laughs> I remember uh my mate Peter acting up on purpose just so he got sent out just so, he, <laughs> so he didn't have to watch it it was like what did I think of that <laughs> like, but, but the um I remember uh what was it like media studies in year 12 um, it was like last day of Christmas, last day of Christmas before we broke up and stuff like that. And our teacher, Mr. Rowe, was like, um, "So class, we're going to watch uh, Revenge of the Sith on Friday." I was like, "Oh, Ooh. cool, that's pretty cool." What he didn't tell us though, it was we would be watching all the um, uh, bonus features about the making of and all that stuff because it was uh, meant to be like you know behind the scenes movie making like production. It was like this isn't what we wanted. <laughs> like, this is. <laughs> This is what we used to. This is, mm. this is, yeah, exactly. Just throwing, <laughs> throwing crunched up paper at the screen. <laughs> yeah, put on the movie. But, but uh... the only, um, the other thing I was going to mention as well, what I used to do quite a lot as a kid was, I remember every weekend my parents would get the newspaper, and I would get like the weekend, which would be like the, and it would have like a section. Oh, like the entertainment the, stuff. Yeah, of all the yeah, film yeah. going to be that week, and. Um, I remember just avidly like taking that, get a pen, circling all the films I'd want to watch, and kind of plan it so I could fit record them on VHS. So when parents were like, you know, when it was like bedtime and I'd have to to go up, I'd have um, I would 
record make sure my parents had recorded the film at that time and then in my room i'd had the you know the classic old square tv with the vhs built yeah. into it on this yes. small like tv yes. unit yes. so i would get the film and then i'd watch it but sometimes they weren't aware of the films i was watching so i was like recording like lock stock and snap yeah. and um, well, good fellas and all those like terminator your, and all those films did your family ever get the radio times at christmas yes yeah so that was like that was up there with the argus catalogue in our house where it was like you know, monumental document being released of what's what's yeah. what's going on this year. You know, there was there was the Argos catalogue and there was the Radio Times. Yeah. The Radio Times, uh, you know, it'd have like a what was it like a two week spread, wouldn't it, of everything playing over Christmas and New Year's, and obviously that's like yeah. the time when you'd have off school, and it would show you like all the films that are having like the first showing, um, and all the films that were going to be playing during the day, and that was like the you know. The, the Bible of what you were going to be doing for the next two weeks if you were stuck indoors and stuff, what yeah. films were going on and that. And so, yeah, same as what you said, it was like circling things and being like, I have to watch that. I have to watch that. I'm going to record that. And um, yeah, again, it's just, it's, it's nice thinking of that where, whereas now it's like, yeah, I'll watch it when I want to. Like, yeah, it, the appeal has got, I mean, I still do that now. I still get, especially the radio times at Christmas, I will still get that specifically for that reason to physically, go and circle them through and the thing is you obviously don't need to in this modern age where it's like i can just load up my tv go through them myself and record them but and i still do that but i, st I do that on the back of physically having the radio times and going through and reading them, yeah see what the clashes are and i dare say you know we're we're very lucky with you know what we've got i dare say there's probably people that you know are aren't as fortunate as us and do still rely on um you know whatever's on tv essentially if, yeah. if if they didn't have my logins my mum and dad wouldn't have netflix they wouldn't have amazon prime they wouldn't have any of that stuff they just watch yeah. whatever's on their their freeview so you know it, there are there is an audience still out there that doesn't have access to yeah. streaming services so you know what is shown on tv is still you know the um the be all and end all of the uh the, you know the, the preferred platform if you will for for what they watch yeah. and stuff but but it is okay. you know it is nice when like or it was nice you know when you just have you know you know you know a film's gonna have its first showing on tv you might have seen it before but you know you haven't seen it in a while but it's just nice to um you know get to get to finally see it again and that, especially exactly. around christmas and that it was a bit, a bit nicer as well but, definitely uh, yeah. um so i don't i vaguely remember this it was a very short-lived phase but so we went through vhs and then went into dvd and then the current phase that we're kind of in still now is there was a, I don't know if you remember this time, and I want to say it was around 2005, 2006, 2007 maybe, where you had the battle of HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Yeah, see, I, yeah, see, I, I, I never knew about this until, um, until I actually got a Blu-ray player. Well, I said Blu-ray player, I bought a PS3. But I, yeah. I had I had no idea about this whole HD DVD thing. I remember I remember seeing them a lot in Toys R Us. Yeah. Um, but just never because because you know my thing was, uh, you know, I had DVDs and VHS. I I, I didn't have anything to play Blu-rays or HD yeah. DVDs. So I didn't really didn't ever really go to that section when you went to like HMV or Virgin Mega Stores or Savvy. You know, it was just, I, I don't have that, so I'm not going to go look. But but yeah. yeah, I I had no idea that there was this whole like this you know. Betamax VHS war of the of the modern you know modern yeah. times between HD DVD and 
and um yeah blu-ray i had no idea it's such a strange thing so it was weird so i, me- I remember i so i worked in game station for, over the christmas period and um are they also obviously outside of games they did at the time they would have a film section or yes uh, uh dvds and stuff section and i remember it would be like you'd have the hd dvd copy of a film and the blu-ray copy of the film but what's the, i never really understood but what's the difference what's the real and to be honest as to this day i don't know what blue i can't remember what blu-ray had over hd dvd i think perhaps the there was more platforms for them to be played on perhaps well, yeah because the because the only the only thing that or sorry not the only thing but like the only ones i'm aware of that you could play hd dvds on were obviously a hd dvd player mm. and do you remember you could buy that uh add-on drive to the xbox 360 yeah um, that's it that you could play that, those are the only things but i've never i've never known or seen a HD DVD player, if that makes sense. I've no. seen DVD players or Blu-rays, but I've never seen openly available a HD DVD player. So, so yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm there with you. I, I never knew what the difference was or or why it lost out. I knew that Blu-ray was a big deal in the sense it was like something stupid, like it could hold three hundred times more than a DVD or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it but, could have been that then. It could have been that it had it was more powerful. But yeah, so like yeah, from from a HD DVD point of view, I, I I knew and still know very little about it to be fair. But um... yeah, I, I was I was been meaning to kind of check in to see uh, research how that sort of came about. I just remember it was a very, and certainly compared to other phases of home viewing, it's such a short lived thing, and it died of sorry death very quickly. And I never really knew. I just assumed that Blu-ray was just preferred by people in general. Perhaps it was a better copy and stuff like that. But I just remember that then on the back, you know, on the back of DVD alone, that Blu-ray, and obviously that's the, the platform, the most popular platform now, really, um, being like, oh, you can see all this extra detail you could see before, and you would see all these comparisons. Like, I don't know if you've, you know, bought, when you buy DVDs, just be around that time they would have adverts where it would show you the same scene of a film yeah. but in the blu-ray version yeah. it'd be like, you could see this contrasting <laughs> difference it'd be like what are you watching this on dvd you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> this is what you, you could have won yeah have you bought this on the because it used to it used to make me laugh actually because do you remember when you used to have that thing where it was like because you've bought this dvd you've helped the british film industry yeah. thank you thank you and then the next thing it was like <laughs> Have you bought DVD? You're a fucking idiot. You should have bought Blu-ray. <laughs> like, <laughs> he always uh, just reminds you as well, uh, just quickly, with that advert, it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't shoot your mother in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I just remember it's just the pa- most powerful, dangerous song. Yeah. Like, all right, just, and you couldn't skip it sometimes. Like, fuck, yeah. I get it. I've bought it. Just fucking let me play this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like now we're very much in Blu-ray is the top form for people who are still buying uh, films at home. Well, now you have 4K Blu-ray as well, don't you? And we'll yeah. soon have 8K as well. But so um... that's, that's what I quickly want to touch on, because I can't say I own a 4K Blu-ray. Because for me at this point, I mean, I, I don't think I could tell the difference or the difference isn't substantial enough for me to pay an extra £10. Yeah, so I, I mean, 4K, you know, you get these 4K restorations of films at the cinema and stuff like that, and that that's fine. I can do that, but 
for me, I think we're getting to a point. There's got to be like a like a glass ceiling where we got this is the best this picture is ever going to look. Well, I wonder if this is just a novelty now, where it's like this is the extra one, and actually the the differences are going to get more minuscule, minuscule. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where for me. It works if you've got the setup for it. So yeah. uh, my friend in America that I go and stay with, he his setup is ridiculous. And like he's, you know, we've we've watched four K movies. We watched. Um, you ever seen Starship Troopers? No. Do you know what? I still haven't seen that. See, that's yeah. So that's a uh, great, you know, very very cheesy but brilliant nineties uh, sci fi film. And we watched that on four K, and it was ridiculous, just un friggin believable. Yeah. But he has got such an amazing setup for it, and it's 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 like it's like consoles. You have yeah. like the PS4 Pro and like the Xbox Series One X, whatever it is, all that stuff, where it's like groundbreaking things. But it's like yeah, but you have to have the TV that works for it. You have to have the the right setup for it to be uh, appreciated. And I think unless you've got that proper setup, it's a it's kind of wasted. Like you know, again, my friend, he's got a projector. He's got um, yeah. like incredible surround sound all that stuff it's he's basically got a condensed version of a cinema in his house which is great <laughs> and i just feel like for me um so fun you know funny enough watching watching some of these marvel films the majority of them i'm watching on disney plus but there are a select few that i actually own on blu-ray so i've watched them on blu-ray yeah. and there is a there is a cons- there is a noticeable thing about uh, obviously, because Disney Plus is HD streaming, whatever it might be. Yeah. But the Blu-ray, I was like, I can actually like, I can see a difference in the kind of picture yeah. quality. So it is, yeah, it, it is definitely noticeable, and it is a case that um, it might be the fad at the moment. But everything is the fad at, the, at that time. You know, I remember what was it, five six years ago, when the biggest, or not to say the biggest, sorry, but like. The fad at the time was like this whole the curved TV thing, and everyone was like, "This yeah. is gonna, this this is going to be the future because this is the better way to view it." And then it was like, mm, "Well, no, it's not because one, you have to sit in front of the screen. If you're in a house where you've got a, a seat at this, like if your if your living room is set up so that like you've got a chair that's at an angle, you can't see the film properly. So yeah, it's great viewing if you're if you're sitting right in front of the screen." Yeah, and yeah. that died a death. I genuinely have not seen an advert or anybody selling, uh, you know, a, a curved screen anymore because it, it just it was a fad. Yeah, um, so true. But it's one of those things where I feel like we're getting into the point now where, you know, VHS. If you if you had a video, all you needed was a video player and a TV. Then you moved into yeah. surround sound. Then you moved into DVD. Then you moved into Blu-ray. And now we're at a point where you still have those add-ons like. Uh, you know, uh, 3D TVs and surround sound and you know that kind of stuff. But as as it progresses, it feels like you need to be better equipped and have a bigger setup yeah. to appreciate it more. You know, like I said, the 4K thing. Yeah, you got you you can have a 4K Blu-ray player, that's fine. But you also need a 4K TV, otherwise you're not getting the uh, the output correctly. So you have to have the right um, setup for it. But it's one of those things where you kind of have to ask yourself: Is it worth spending seven eight hundred quid on a tv and two or three hundred quid on a blu-ray player for a film that costs five pound more than a just a normal blu-ray yeah, it's exactly. it's it's you know if you've got the money then fair play and if you're if you're one of those people that has that money and wants to have that experience then by all means but i feel like it doesn't need all that setup to appreciate some things like I think you know it also depends on the sort of films you want to watch so 
in the sense that you know some of the films are that you watch are you know slow moving dramas or you know what as compared to say the majority of 4k releases are i, th- I would say are these action-packed you know marvel films and the fast and furious films which if you're into those things then fine but i think you know for me especially i i i'm more than happy with just the blu-ray copy um, because i'm more interested so much i guess in the story themselves rather than how yeah. good it looks i don't think it makes for me it doesn't make that much of a difference to me want to pay no and i somehow more for the same film it comes back to my argument i said you know another episode about the cinema and you know although it's in a tough time at the moment i don't think i don't think it's the end of cinema because that is a platform that you want to go and see certain films on because things like the marvel films and you know those kind of big action blockbusters where there's a lot of cgi that's the kind of film where you want you know 4k best detail and stuff like that because you know you want to be able to experience like all these dynamic images on the screen and you know it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible i don't need to see a massive 4k restoration of the shining for example or yeah um you know i don't need to see a, a 4k restoration of i don't know the godfather for example like if anything i don't want to see them because I want the. I want to still feel that it is a vintage film. It is a, yeah, good a classic film. You know, it's. I don't want it to have like. Oh yeah, but you can see every wrinkle in Marlon Brando's face. Like I don't really. <laughs> I, w- I want it to have that vintage feel because because it's set in a time when. Yeah. I want it to feel like it's set in a very different time when it wasn't you know, wasn't advanced techno- technologically wise because that's that's the feel of the film as well. You know, there's certain. I think you're you're spot on. It's. There's certain films it would work on, but I don't I don't need to see a 4K restoration of every single movie because, you know, I think a lot of stuff, it would lose its charm if it had been uh, in that platform. Well, I think that that's a very good point. And I think the ones that, that would probably I'm least interested in buying would be something like a black and white classic film. Like if you can do a 4K restoration of that, yeah, it, you know, it might look smoother, but again like you said i kind of like the dated like sketchy grainy view um, viewing of that film because it's very much a, a, a you know a film of its time and you want that to be reflected sometimes yeah. so i don't and the, and the I, argument, I always go on. sorry so i was just going to say that's quite, you know it's how it, it was how it was intended to be made as well in in some cases you know that 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 vintage feel to it as well so rest restoring it and changing it into a, a more modernized film is is almost stripping it away of its charm. That's the end of part one. Join us again for part two, where we move into the discussion of streaming services and how it has changed the way we watch movies in the comfort of our own home. Thanks for listening.